podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. It's July 3, 2019, and this is your stock market recap. In the U.S., there's a lot of strength because the Trump treat, the Trump ban has been um, removed for Huawei, lifting a lot of Huawei-related names with it. We only had Silinx as a buy recommendation, but XLNX has rallied from the lows of 100 or less than 100 to 120, representing a 20% pop since that ban. And we still believe that ceilings would rise back to $130 to $140 because the 5G trend is not a Huawei play alone. Note that ceilings is only supplying to, to Huawei for only 8% revenues, which means that should this ban have not been changed, XLNX would still continue on its growth path, with, which is why we like XLNX. This is a semiconductor company where you can program the chips to suit for autonomous vehicles and so on, which is why 5G is not the only application for ceilings. What else are the standout performers? We haven't discussed lengthily about why we like Twitter, but Twitter has actually been on a buy buying range now from $35 to $36 and if you have bought a $37 to $38 just continue to wait it out um, the earnings will come out for Twitter this month and around July 30 and we think that Twitter has been um, unduly discounted in fact the chart even on a technical sense is a buy, buy mode Twitter has changed the financial metrics in the last few quarters. It is a turnaround play. What do we know about Twitter so far? What we do know is that Twitter has grown its profit margins over the last three years. Quarterly EBITDA, which has been zero, has went as much as 30% in the first quarter of 2019, achieving a higher advertising efficiency a broader data licensing scope, and revenues per user have risen to about $2.40 per person. In contrast, Facebook can command $6.42 per user, which means that there is ample room for Twitter to grow its revenue per user and the margins and thereby the revenues should it be able to capture a higher efficiency <clears throat> efficiency going forward. In this light, we think that you could check out Twitter. Other things that we've continued to like and we got validated was our video game uh, theme. We note that we've, simil- we've said to buy Sony. We've also bought, we also said buy Electronic Arts. Let's discuss about these two names first for you if you do not know who they are or what they do. 
Electronic Arts is famous for titles such as FIFA World Cup, Apex Legends, Star Wars, The Jedi Fallen Order, NHL, NBA Live, and so forth. Electronic Arts is the second largest video game company publisher in the U.S. with a market cap of as much as well, wait, well over twenty billion dollars. Let me check. But essentially, this company is not small. There's only Activision on top of it. There's three large video game publishers in the U.S. It's Electronic Arts, Activision, and Take-Two. Please note that we have buy ratings for Electronic Arts and Sony Entertainment. Sony Entertainment is also vastly undervalued, and we've been saying to buy at $52 to $53. Sony has a lot of catalysts. Not only is it because of the PlayStation 4, which is focused on the hardcore gaming, but Sony has a lot of ample growth catalysts. In fact, this is one of the largest conglomerates that could double even if you buy at current levels. But just treat Sony more as a long-term play, not as a trading play. Sony's PlayStation unit includes services like video game subscriptions. They have the Sony Access it's not just a console play they also have a cloud play they have uh they have partnerships with microsoft microsoft xbox is the second largest console uh seller too sony's playstation unit has over 21 billion dollars in revenue and almost 3 billion dollars in operating profit their ceo kazuo hirai had um, turned around this company very successfully since 20 16 2017 he retires and passes it on to the news to the cfo to be the ceo but he remains the chairman it is noteworthy for us to discuss kazuo hirai how he turned around sony and discuss better um the presentation written by third point on a stronger fo- sony being more focused and um leaving out the and closing the units that are not doing well example their xperia their mobile units all of the things that they're good at they focus there which is their gaming and entertainment section we believe that sony with its 200 billion yen sherry purchase program is also a good sign for us to keep buying sony sony is um has completed about 13% of its 200 billion yen sherry purchase program. That's 26 billion yen so far. They've bought 4.75 million shares and they will continue to buy from May 17 until March 31, 2020. Buy ratings for Sony. Please take a look on that. We like a lot of video games. Let's discuss the video games that we like. There's a lot of ETFs that focus on video games. There is the Nerd ETF, there's the VidG ETF, and the problem with these ETFs is that they don't look at each individual company. So we want to dissect for you which companies we like and what 
um, what price levels we enter them. Video games are more than a hundred billion dollars industry, and esports revenue has been surging, which is why this is a strong exposure for us for the next three to five years. Familiar names would be Electronic Arts, Activision, T2. The changes brought about by 5G, machine learning, will far outweigh the growth and the recent changes have brought how games today are seen. Games today can be streamed. That's why we have a buy rating on Alphabet through their Google Stadia um, business model. And um, we also have a buy rating on Huya, which is the Chinese esports the largest live stream esports telecaster. This sector is strong. There's a lot of companies. Some of them are vastly overvalued, but we don't like to buy all of them because again, not all of them are cheap. A few weeks ago, we also made a right call of amassing Chinese stocks. This was the right call because this week, after the US and China um, proved that they could change and have a trade truce, Chinese equities continue to rack up higher inflows. In fact, for the year until June 28, ETF inflows into Chinese and Hong Kong stocks totaled $157 million in just five days. And um, this represents a strong reversal from a negative $1.2 billion to a positive $157 million for Chinese stocks. Shanghai is now past 3,000. It's actually now 3,044. Our preferred picks here are Tencent, Alibaba. You can go straight to the ETF, which is ASHR, A-Share ETF. Note that when you're buying an index, you're buying 300 stocks. So it's basically buying a mutual fund. Uh, an exchange-traded fund is essentially a mutual fund. It's just that it's traded in the markets. And we like Ping An. We like Citic Securities, which is the largest brokerage firm in China. We still continue to hold it. Um, we are happy that we are being confirmed with this Shanghai um, bullish play. The gains will continue, of course, after President Donald Trump held off all of the further tariff increases with China. And so Shanghai advanced to the highest level since April, and Yuan reached its highest close in seven weeks. It's now $6.85. One US. One USD is 6.85 renminbi. We have a lot of buy lists. Uh, Sony. We like you to buy Sony. It's $52 to $53. Ticker is SNE. We like Microsoft, but no entries for this. Tencent, we had an entry last few weeks ago at $330. Those who took the opportunity, just keep holding it. Electronic Arts, we've mentioned buying last week, and we continue to buy this week. As long as you can buy near $100, just continue to buy. There's a lot of catalysts for electronic arts this coming second half. And with its valuation just at 20 times forward earnings, when it can make 100% revenue growth, buy this company for the growth. Electronic arts is a growth play, and it's one of the cheap ways to enter the growth market when you're trading the esports team. 
Selling's went up, uh, but if it goes down, we always want you to buy at 100, 105, 110. Although Selling's now is 120 bucks. Those who have it, just continue to hold it. We do not have any sell rec recommendations for Selling's. Huya, though, has rallied quite fast. Huya, we've made a mention to buy this at 20 below after earnings. And we want you to take profits from 26 to 29. Uh, because China stocks really generally have high volatility. But we like Huya long term. So don't sell everything so that you could hold on to it. Because there's a higher chance too that you cannot get it back at 2021. So whatever you have kept, you can keep it. Whatever you took profit, we can reinvest it in other good names in the video game sector, namely Sony and EA. We like Nintendo, so we still keep it. We gave an entry 32,000 to 34,000 yen. Nintendo's hitting about 40,000 yen. We will hold it until it hits maybe 45,000 yen above. Facebook, we had the buy rating at 160 to 130. Facebook is now 196 dollars. Uh, you can continue to hold on to it because Facebook has a lot of ample room for growth because of its traje trajectory to go from digital advertising into a shopping play, which is e-commerce, through their payment methods through their Libra, which is expected to happen by next year march 2020 although there will be a lot of um central banks complaining so we don't really know how facebook will manage to do this um so at 200 to 220 those who have facebook can actually sell them um, but those who don't have it do not buy just wait it out for google we keep it if you got in at 1050 today it's a thousand a hundred dollars you can probably sell your Google at $1,200. It's not a strong move, but that's still 15% for those who got in. Uh, you have a lot of companies that are strong, but in this sector, you have to choose wisely. You have to also check out this Akasha. Akasha Communications provides high-speed, coherent, interconnect products. The company's products include a series of low-power, coherent digital signal processing, application-specific integrated circuits, DSP A6, and silicon photonic integrated cir circuits, silicon PIC. This is for use in long-haul metro and inter-data center markets. The company is also developing optical interconnect modules, enabling transmission speeds of 1 terabit per second and above. The company's modules perform a majority of the digital signal processing and optical functions in optical interconnects. DSP A6 are manufactured using metal oxide semiconductor and its silicon PICs are manufactured using a CMOS compatible process. Akasha Communications is a communication component. And why Needham upgraded this to $59 is because it was leading with digital signal processing development. Essentially, when you are in the top of your game, such as how Silings is with 5G, you would be valued highly. And Akasha should allow to gain shares, lock in customers, and strengthen its competitive position in the next chip development cycle. Alex Henderson is the Needham analyst who upgraded Akasha from hold to buy, and his thesis was that Akasha's competitors, which was namely NTT Electronics and Nokia, 
um, were not keeping pace with the new DSP introductions. They are facing issues in their 600 gigabyte DSP development programs, which will push them back by six months to a year, helping Akasha gain market share in this le next six months. Akasha's um, stock <coughs> are also... Um, um, so they're essentially ahead in their timing of their products. And so last night, Akasha went up by 5 to 6% at $50. We'll have to read more about Akasha. I haven't really dug up further about it, but it remains a strong... It looks to be in, the, in a strong trend, so I will study Akasha for, for us. But so far, you could see that there's a lot of good names that you can continue to buy. Sony, Twitter, Electronic Arts. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a good day. Thank you. Bye.